I'm Maddie. I'm Ryan. And this is The Mutant Ages, a show where we watch every single adaptation of the X-Men. And this is part two of our Days of Future Past episode. So go back. If you haven't listened to part one, just go back. Go back a week. Why would you start yeah, here? Yeah, it's no longer Days of Future Past. It's like Weeks of Future Past. It's like of future ongoing past. calendar. Oh, also, that third voice you hear, that's Todd. Welcome to the show, Todd. You were Welcome, here all Todd. along. Welcome back. Hi. Anyway, we are watching... We are recapping, reviewing Days of Future Past. We are about halfway through the movie. About halfway. Previously on the X-Men. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. yeah, right. Okay, wait, what did happen? I already forgot. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is me doing a bit, and now you're like, oh, fuck, we have to do this. Back when we were young, we experienced a change. We felt a power grow in us, both wonderful and strange. on the X-Men, Brian Singer has been said to have abused uh, most of the cast and several people okay, in the making okay, of this film. Time out. You may have rewound just a tiny bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's a part of this film. Uh, but also, Logan has been sent back in time by Kitty Pride from 2023, where the Sentinels have taken over society and they've ruined everything. Where Kitty Pride now has the abilities to send people's minds back in time. Sure. That's her new power. I don't know why, but she does. And Logan is the person who got sent back because he's the only one who could survive going back in time this far. So he, his mind is the only part that's being sent back into his body in 1973. He tracks down Charles and Hank McCoy, who are both being closeted little cowards in 1973. Uh And they're both in a fight with Mystique and Magneto, and they don't want to get back together with either one of them, except that they have to in order to stop Mystique in 1973 for murdering Bolivar Trask, whose murder leads to the funding of the Sentinel program because people are so terrified of mutants after that moment that they're like, ah, fuck, we gotta, we gotta get rid of these guys. And also they kidnap Mystique after she kills Trask and use her DNA to make the most terrifying shape-shifting Sentinels ever. So really the issue is they don't want Mystique to be apprehended by the US government. So they're going back to stop Mystique from assassinating Trask and that means the, the gang's got to get back together, even though Eric and Charles have broken up. They had a little fight last week, uh, last week's episode. But now they're, <laughs> they're kind of there may have been a bullet. <laughs> there may or may not have been a bullet. Can you imagine being part of the X-Men and wondering like every day, like, yeah. are they together this week or not? Like, are we fighting him? Or are we not fighting him? What's happening? And Hank is like, I'm truly just trying to fly a plane here. <laughs> like, I am truly just trying to live my life. They've got one of those like workplace accident <laughs> signs where you can write in a number. It's like it has been zero days since Magneto and your yep. Broke up. And it always says zero days. Yeah, it always says zero days because they're constantly getting back together. The other thing we want to mention is that they broke Magneto out of the Pentagon with the help of Magneto's son, who doesn't know 
necessarily that he's his son. So we yeah. have Quicksilver who helped them out for this in this really breathtaking, Titanic, Avatar-level, beautiful scene. It's pretty Pietro good. Did, Pietro saved his father from the Pentagon using nothing but duct tape, homosexuality, and some really impressive CG. <laughs> True. I mean, that's, that's how I do it too. True. That's all accurate, by the way. Yeah, but unfortunately, he's not going to be in the rest of the movie. Uh, but we do get to watch yet another gay scene between Charles and Eric, who are now going to kiss and make up after their little fight and play chess together. It's yep, because sexy. this is what they do. They play chess and they gaze into each other's eyes lovingly and they're like, do you hate me or do you want to fuck me on this chessboard right now? So yeah. the important piece about this conversation is Magneto's JFK like... JFK is a mutant. Well, yeah, because he's like, <laughs> I didn't kill the president. And Xavier was like, it was curved, Eric. It was clearly you. Admit it, you little bitch. And Magneto goes, I was trying to save him. And Xavier's like, oh, why would you even try to save him? Why would you even do that? And Magneto's like, because uh, he was one of us. And Xavier's like, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Does not even question it. He doesn't question yeah, it. He really he instantly believes it. He's like, oh, I guess you didn't kill JFK, even though you were apprehended and put in the Pentagon for years. And I instantly believed you did it. I now instantly believe you <laughs> didn't do it. I never tried to examine it whatsoever. <laughs> it's okay, weird. Thanks, I, exactly. Facts. Facts. I thought it was kind of silly. Like, I mean, they put the JFK thing entirely off screen and it's not really relevant to this story at all. Like, I, this is one of the things in the movie that I'm like, I don't know why they did this. It just seems random. Okay, no, there is a reason for this because I don't know if we didn't talk about this on the last episode, but part of the promotion for Days of Future Past is they had all this online propaganda that was launching and it went on for a couple months. And one of them was a big piece on what happened with JFK mm-hmm. and they're like it's going to be answered in the film and like there is it they, I don't know if you remember all the propaganda for it I don't also it's not answered in the film by the it's way it's not but it was it was part of this whole marketing thing they were doing to amp people up to go see days of future past which is why it's referenced sure they were like mutants were involved in in the JFK assassination like sure whatever it's a historical event that was the era when that like ARG level marketing stuff was really popular like oh yeah field did right absolutely like, fake websites for fake companies and all that other good stuff yeah you could apply for a job at trask industries i do remember that was a whole website oh right i forgot about that that was really cool though so yeah i mean whatever i don't mind it as far as marketing goes it's fine there was one other thing in the scene that i thought was really funny is that uh so at the beginning of the scene magneto pulls out the chess set yes <laughs> xavier's just like Fuck this. <laughs> Play chess with you. Yeah. So Maggie, he puts it on the table. He picks up a bottle because they're on like the fanciest fucking private plane I have ever seen in my life. It's intense. Well, Xavier's rich. There are bookshelves. The plane has bookshelves. Yeah. Well, that was all the stuff that fell down in the previous scene was plates, books. And Logan was like, you got to pick that shit up, dude. Like that was the yeah. previous scene. So Eric pours himself a glass of I'm going to say scotch. Johnny Walker. TM. <laughs> and he looks at it and goes, I haven't had a sip in ages. And then he drinks it and says nothing, but there's a great like two or three beats into my head. He's just going, This is shit. <laughs> <laughs> he drinks it. He's like, God damn, why couldn't Xavier buy something better than Johnny really? Walker? Jesus God. Christ. Right. Or have to be like, mm, tastes good. He doesn't have any reaction. He just sits there and he's like, yeah, He's just kind of like sips it and then stares into the middle distance. I'm like, Wow, way to break up with your ex. <laughs> <laughs> 
there's this Damn. whole conversation with Xavier and Magneto fighting about Mystique. Yes. They're like, whose fault was it really? Mm-hmm. And Xavier's like, it's yours, Magneto, because you got inside her head. And I love this line where Magneto goes, that's not my power. <laughs> I love that. I did so like that, much. yeah. It's pretty good. Um, but mainly the reason this matters is because Charles is explaining to Eric that they use Raven's DNA to create the Sentinels. And that is important because it's what's going to spark Magneto to make a stupid decision later on. Right. So that that's the plot relevant detail. And uh, they're going to try to stop her from murdering Trask. And then I think that's the next scene we see. I start trying to murder Trask. Yeah. So this is this is at the Paris Peace Accords, but it's before the Paris Peace Accords. And Trask has organized a meeting with not just the Vietnamese, but like representatives of communist nations all over yeah. Europe and Asia. Right. Like they have someone from the Politburo there. And this matters because it's why they arrest him later is because he yeah. is dealing with he's using U.S. military secrets that he's developed and he's interested in selling them to Vietnam or any other nation that will take them because he doesn't give a shit. He doesn't have yeah, all he wants to do is get the robots made. He's just like, right. I'm scared of mutants. They're all over the world. I'll sell this to anybody who's willing to build these fucking robots. I don't give a shit, which that makes sense for him. Yeah. So he's presenting this to all these uh, Vietnamese politicians and dignitaries and stuff, including Mystique in disguise as the politician she seduced uh, on last week's episode. Yeah, well, that's because there's this whole scene here where Stryker is explaining how the tracking system works in the sentinels he's like yes. it can target the x gene <laughs> yeah okay, where we find out trust's big invention was a wi-fi repeater yeah yeah i know <laughs> i know and then as he's like he's he holds it up and he's like and here's my baby monitor and it starts going <laughs> that's totally what it looks it really like. looks like a baby monitor yeah and so he's like wait there's Somebody in a here is gay. In the room. <laughs> okay, wait. He says there's like 20 people in here. They go, there's a mutant in this room. And they all turn to the prime minister who Mystique is posing as. I'm like, how did they all fucking know it was her? Oh, like, it's because he he holds out the baby monitor. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. okay. I forgot about that. And the Wi-Fi that. bars tick up the closer <laughs> it is. It's, yeah. Folks, okay. watch the movie. It is a Wi-Fi thing. It is. It is a progressively longer series of lines. Okay? I'm no, you're right. It it's 100 percent that and like he has bad reception on one side of the room but like he can get the internet on the other side of the room by mystique <laughs> great. mutants are just great cellular reception that's what mystique's it is. like when you're near me you can have like 5g network over yeah, here this is how all those 5g conspiracy <laughs> theories started was actually because of this movie it's ter- it's terrifying to think not about to be it. confused with kevin 5g or anyway so then once they realize it's joke. mystique <laughs> wow i just got it um so <laughs> Uh, then everybody's staring at Mystique, who's in disguise. And as the politician, she's like, what? There has to be a mistake. And Trasky's like, my machines don't make mistakes. And like, everybody else is like, what are you? And they're like immediately dehumanizing this mutant. And she transforms and starts kicking people in the throat. And Trask is like, don't shoot it, which is like kind of gross. I mean, I don't know. This scene's interesting. It um, is kind of gross. There's there's multiple moments where he uses it instead of he, she, or they. For the, yeah. for the whole movie, honestly. It's and I really gross. Yeah, but I mean, it's intentionally written that way. Um, yeah. So uh, Mystique is kicking everybody in the throat. It's going great. I love it. The transformation is very fun to watch. And then right before she shoots Trask. Stri- oh, Stryker is here by the way yes fucking striker because striker is fu- I don't, I don't know. 
I can't deal with the fucking striker anymore. I cannot. And we're not I even know. done with him. He comes he back in the next movie. He's not interesting enough to be He's such a recurring He's not supposed thread. to be this character. I know. I know. But he is going to come back. So he, dumb. He, who cares? Anyway, he's in the background being like, I'm striker. And so Mystique yeah, is like know. pointing her gun at Trask. And then Logan, Eric and Charles burst into the room and they're like, Raven, Raven, stop. Stop this. They say it in that voice. Also, there's a scene before this where we see Magneto like casually knocking out the guards. And I loved that. Yeah. It's always fun to see Magneto killing people. Um, Yeah. So she is shocked to see Charles. And then also Eric is there. She's like, what the fuck is going on? You guys are back together. Wait, (laughs) what? (laughs) Also, her, her response to Raven to do this is just to go. No. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> she doesn't there's no arguing she's just like no i'm gonna shoot his fucking ass like yeah, yeah i mean i love that and then striker this moment gives striker them time to pull out a little taser and start tasing mystique yeah and so she she basically is prevented from shooting anybody because she has the little like taser nodules all over her body and she's like you know being tased by the way just you know like this is like gonna go completely awry on so many levels because this is gonna about to flash forward logan into like a panic attack that's gonna like fuck up the future. Okay, so Logan sees Stryker. I don't. And st- okay, it's absurd. So Logan sees Stryker and immediately has a full blown PTSD. Well, it's thing. It's partly because okay, so Stryker tases Mystique. Um, Mystique, but then Magneto flips the the leads, like the actual like the metal right. leads yeah. around and into Stryker, and Stryker collapses on the ground twitching because he's being like continuously tased so there's at least one good thing in this scene yeah that's happening (laughs) but like he's he's lying on the ground and this is not like the the sort of taser that like a cop has now yeah yeah there's like two leads it's like four there are three four five like just all over his body ekg monitor leads that are up in his neck and logan looks down and flashes back to him being in the tank Mm-hmm. Yep. with stuff in his neck in the same way with striker above him being like oh <laughs> and then he sees striker's dog tags yep. which is womp womp but like <laughs> yeah so logan is just incapacitated he is like stuck in a mental loop for the next 30 minutes yeah he falls down everything gets foggy meanwhile magneto has taken the gun from i think whoever had from it. mystique and he's like i'm gonna shoot you mystique because i don't want your dna to be stolen and i'm preserving the future and she's like what the fuck is going on right now yeah, i know it's really <laughs> insane because like logan is like on the ground just like falling Screaming down screaming my memories Xavier's standing there being like hold on there's too many things happening at once <laughs> Mystique's trying to shoot Trask. Magneto's trying to shoot Mystique. Stryker's here trying to shoot Mystique, but Mystique's a shot Stryker, and Stryker's sending Logan to a pan attack. What the fuck do I do? Like, there is a honestly? really funny shot of Trask slowly backing out of the room here, though, which I really <laughs> enjoy. Where he's just like, ah, do, 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 do. Off I go. It's, like, amazing. I also described Mystique's fighting as, like, an aggressive ballerina dance. So when they corner Mystique and she's still in the form of the Vietnamese general dude. Yeah. She starts fighting back, but she starts fighting back before she changes back into her normal form. Yeah. So there's, like, a solid 10 to 15 seconds of that Vietnamese guy in his general outfit doing these, like, ballerina parkour <laughs> kung fu things it's so funny i love it honestly. i love it i, I actually love loved it. that scene I every really time it. they have a dude actor and they're just like okay 
We need you to be really femme slutty <laughs> in your motions for the next roughly 90 seconds. I love and they're it. always just so into oh, it. Oh, no. This guy's like, oh, don't worry. I used to work yeah. at a strip bar before this. <laughs> I know everything from the pole. And he's like doing crazy shit. And he's like, I have full range of motion on both legs. I can do the splits. And he's just like kicking people in the throat for, I don't know, a few seconds. Oh, we loved it. We it's loved it. It's incredible. It is incredible. So then Mystique in this moment basically realizes she's about to get shot even though she doesn't really know why she's like, all right, fuck this and jumps out the window. And it's like a slow-mo shot where we see the bullet also curving. There's a lot of slow-mo in this movie. And the bullet hits her in the leg. It doesn't hit her like in the head or whatever he was trying to do. It doesn't kill her, but it does hobble her. Yeah. The reason why this is happening is that he fires it or he's about to, but Beast runs in, tackles Magneto, the gun shoots, and then he's just trying to control the bullet after Mystique, who's jumping through the window. Mm-hmm. She lands in front of a crowd, and follow, including all the news crew that is there for this meeting. Yeah, That reminds me, during this scene and then later with the scene that the president unveiling the Sentinels, this mm-hmm. movie did something I actually thought was really cool, where they were constantly cutting between just a normal movie And then the shot as it would have been seen by film recording on site. I liked that. In the 70s. So it was kind of like as if they were going from historical footage to current to historical footage to current to historical. Sometimes it gets to be a little much, but like the core concept I thought was really cool. I thought it was really cool too. I thought so too. There's a fun shot of Mystique like through the sort of weird sepia tinged. Uh, news footage where it's like she's still you know you can tell it's a blue woman and people are gasping and they're like what what is this woman who's clearly a mutant she looks like a hunted animal she's like oh fuck (laughs) yeah because she's like completely surrounded yeah she's she's limping and then she sees another woman in the crowd and transforms into that woman and everybody's like whoa what the fuck and it's terrifying crowd is losing their shit yeah they're losing their shit logan's having a weapon x flashback and it goes into the future and he's like He stabs Kitty rogue style. Yeah, he stabs Kitty in the chest. Okay, but Magneto just like looks at this and just puts out his hand and Logan's body goes down and he's just like, fuck <laughs> this. It was so good. I love I love that Kitty is now joined with the pillow that Logan destroys back in X-Men Origins. <laughs> it's like he got his claws out while he was asleep. Didn't know what the fuck he was doing. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. But because she got clawed and it fucking hurts. Like it's not lethal, but she's clearly hurt. Mm-hmm. Kitty's focus falters this is the only time that kitty can't fucking phase apparently she's like i can't do that now when i'm about to get stabbed and i was like really i mean this other power she has is bullshit but i guess it's believable that while she's focusing really hard on this other power she can't also phase out it is stupid though because it's like that's the only power she does have like this movie just is dumb and it shouldn't be kitty (laughs) pride and i basically just assume it's not it's just actually it's just rachel gray sometimes with kitty pride's powers sometimes not but because she can't focus though logan okay so logan's consciousness stays in the past yes no it doesn't no it doesn't it doesn't it comes back into the present and then logan in the past starts saying to charles who the fuck are you yeah what is Uh, this yeah what the fuck are what is going on and charles has no explanation that eventually just goes you're on acid loved it though he's like this is so bad so much he's like yes you are having you took some really bad acid (laughs) 
<laughs> it's great. It's great. It is really good. Eventually, Kitty manages to rally, and then Logan comes back to reality and is like, wait, what the fuck happened? And Charles is like, yeah, you weren't here what for like happened? 60 <laughs> things, okay? Like, a lot of shit happened. Okay, but like, that hasn't even happened yet, because first... Uh, down in the crowd, Magneto is pulling Mystique back by the bullet in her leg. Yeah, which is so fucked up. I know. Ay, ay, ay. I wasn't Oof. here for that. It was like, and then he pulls it out. And he's oh, yeah. Like, we, we forgot to mention the part where he literally dove out the window after her and is doing his like Ian McKellen floating thing. Yeah, yes. yeah. This is when they start doing for the rest of the film, these shots between Ian McKellen and Michael Fassbender doing the same movements, which is fun. I enjoy it. It is fun. It is fun because in the in the future everything's happening in real time which again makes no fucking sense so like periodically they'll have to like do stuff in the future that lines up with stuff in the past it's just it's stupid i'm sorry but anyway so now beast jumps out of the window to stop him from shooting her again right and so they start fighting well but first mystique's like magneto please don't kill me and magneto's like sorry this needs to be done i have to secure the future and that's when beast tackles him which it wouldn't secure the future and later in the movie magneto acknowledges that he's like yeah all they need was your DNA. Yeah, and Mystique just runs into the crowd. She turns into an old man. Magneto starts, like, lifting up anything that's metal in the air, so there's just, like, cars flying around and shit. Yeah, and Beast leaps down on top of Magneto, and they start fighting each other in a fountain, and... He slams him into that stone fountain so hard that the back of Eric's head starts bleeding. I know, it's like... Oh, yeah. He should be dead, but somehow Eric is not at all dead and is fine in, like, every other scene. I mean, this movie has made it very clear that this is not kid-friendly at this point, so... well, of course not. Like, you can see the blood, like... Clouding the water every time they show a shot of him pushing. He's basically attempting to drown Eric. Mm -hmm. There's also a scene in here at some point where like the president is watching this and like Trask is there and some other politicians are there and they're sort of uh, recapping for him like who the mutants are that they know who Magneto is, for example, and that they know Mystique is associated with him, but they don't know who Beast is. This is like the first time they've even seen this this guy. And they know they connected to the Cuba crisis and they're basically like, this is all fucked up. And this is where Trask gets his moment of being like, we should be scared of all these people. The beginning of the scene. So they use this like 60s, normal 60s, normal intercutting thing they're doing mm -hmm. as a transition to Nixon. And it is Nixon and his. It is, yeah. Well, not like the real one, but <laughs> you know what I mean? A guy playing Nixon. It's a great Nixon impersonator. It's not like clearly some like nameless president of the United States. It's clearly Nixon. And they're in like some White House bunker or some yeah. shit watching this footage. And the first thing you see as the camera cuts to Nixon is him going, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> Which is too bad they cut that because I actually really like that line for him. It was really funny. <laughs> yeah, it is really funny. I like the actor who plays Nixon. He's doing a good job in this. He does a really good job. He does. And so Trask is the one who speaks up and is like, we actually know exactly who all these people are. They're mutants. And I built some technology that can and stop them i just need more money to actually turn it on i'm glad that you guys took these notes because i all i wrote was i'm not paying attention to this scene because the dogs are here <laughs> there are dogs in this scene it's true i also liked that there was one shot where like trash starts talking and the dogs immediately sit down like they're afraid i i just thought it was an interesting shot oh that, that, that. that is that's a cool. good shot i didn't see that either they do a quick cut over like the dogs were like really relaxed with nixon and like wagging their tails because they're his dogs and he's giving them a little treat right and then when trash starts talking and like describing his plan the dogs are like also scared it's just like a quick cutaway to them that i liked nixon is basically like i'm green lighting this love it love robots kill them all this is when trask <laughs> says that weird thing again where he says 
he wants he's like okay if you're gonna fund me i want that one i want that mutant there mystique he's like i don't yeah. care he ups the price specifically he's yes. like yeah i already gave congress a figure and they said no right so the price is going up bitch and yeah. apparently the price is raven which is creepy yes oh, it, it is, is. Creepy. he's like i want that one i want it and then nixon says <laughs> nixon's line okay wait but then nixon says i don't care who you screw as long as it's not me and i was like damn dude yeah they're really <laughs> just spelling line. it out yeah <laughs> they're it's like intense. okay this is like the nixon that we all know yeah uh, but it's also like nixon pointing out like this is a weird sex thing right which is like as, <laughs> as explicit as this movie ever gets about the fetishization of mutants and i i don't hate it i feel like it's good it's like yeah spell it out make it weird do it um, so then we get this other tragic scene of Mystique uh, with a nurse who's French. Yeah, Mystique is now dressed as Katniss Everdeen completely. I don't know. She's Jennifer Lawrence. She's Jennifer Lawrence again. Yeah, but like she's got like the Katniss Everdeen ponytail. She does and, like, have the, the braid. Hair. Yes, she has a little side braid. I'm like, did she leave the set of Hunger Games and they didn't have time to put her into another costume and now she's just <laughs> no. doing this? Like, what's happening? They're just evoking her most famous role. She's she blonde. She's blonde. It's a different wig. <laughs> yeah um so this french nurse is like treating her leg that has an injury and the nurse is like wow that mutant on tv probably doesn't have human feelings or a family and mystique is like actually she does have those things and the nurse is like whatever it doesn't sound real to me it's sad um it's a good scene there she, well okay she says something that's important for this conversation when mystique runs into hank again later she's like imagine getting up in the morning and seeing that in the mirror every day yeah, yeah. can you imagine Imagine what that's like. And Raven just kind of like Soda Voce goes, yeah. <laughs> that was funny. She's like, yeah, I can't understand. Yeah. Right. But clearly you don't tell the nurse who's like stitching up your bullet wound leg. And she's like, hey, bitch, actually, that's me. And I could fucking murder you. So maybe shut your mouth. Right. Yeah. Instead, she just quietly is like, uh, that woman is a person. And that person isn't me. So don't ask me if that's if that's yeah. Yeah, a woman is a person who definitely isn't me. Meanwhile, uh, Magneto's being badass and he's like stitching his own wounds on the back of his heads from when Beast decided to jam it in jam it into the concrete. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's also watching the footage of the Sentinel. Well, I don't know, footage something. I don't know what this is that he's watching, but it's on a projector screen and he's learning about it and stitching himself with no anesthetic. And I'm like, damn, dude. So then he's like, okay, well, I'm going to go on the subway or something. I don't know why he's going down there. They don't explain that part. So he goes downstairs. There's a homeless man begging who then grabs Magneto, throws him into a Superman phone booth and turns out to be Mystique. Mystique. And she's holding like a little glass or a plastic shard that's to his throat. And she's like, if I see so much as a screw move, I will jam it into your fucking throat. (laughs) And this is why Magneto is like, listen, there's this guy here from the future that's just saying that humans are going to like steal your DNA to build the Sentinels. And he's like, but it's already too late because they got your blood when it was all over the sidewalk. And she's oh, like, yeah, we skipped that. Yeah. There was a very, there was a shot of somebody swabbing Mystique's blood off the. And I like, okay, you're right. That's because it's like in the middle of all the chaos. There's like people fighting each other, people screaming. And then one guy like running in with like a Q-tip and be like, doo doo doo. blood. <laughs> right? <laughs> I do like, though, that after he's like, yeah, they already got your DNA. She just goes, whose fault was that? It's like, you yeah. fucking idiot. And he's like, yeah, you're right. That was me. Um, and, and at least he like kind of seems like he feels bad. But I'm like, Eric, you fucked up so bad here. Like, so yeah. bad. I mean, I, I get what Todd was saying at the beginning of this where 
he was like, I don't really like what Yon Magneto is doing. And don't get me wrong, Yon yeah. Magneto is he's still very a impulsive. badass. I like but the like, character. His decisions yeah. are He's bad. just making some very questionable decisions. He does. He absolutely does. But I also, I think it makes for an interesting movie. Um, and I like that at least in this scene, he's like, yeah, I fucked up. And he's also like, we are at war. And Mystique is like, I don't want to be at war. Too many people have already died and it's been fucked up and I don't want to deal with this shit. Yeah. And Magneto is like, we're always at war, though. Yeah. So. And they have this line where he's like, are you still Charles's Raven or are you Mystique? And she's just like, fuck off. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I love that. And then yeah. she fucking leaves. She says some line about like not being what other people want to be, her to be. Yeah. Anymore, which I thought was good. It is a good line. I like those lines for her. I mean, this is like the most Mystique-esque Mystique we've get for the Jennifer Lawrence version or like these few key moments in this movie. The rest of the time, she's like a character I don't recognize at all. And I hate it. Right. Same. And it's very strange. But there are moments where she does turn into Mystique briefly. And then ironically, it's not because she's shapeshifting. It's like that's just when they happen to write the lines correctly. (laughs) So. So then we go back to Logan and Hank and Charles, who are still standing in the conference room, by the way. Like no one has showed up to make them leave. No, this has to be later, because when Eric, when Eric escapes at the peace talks, he ties Hank up in the fountain. Oh, you're right. Because there's actually that really kind of upsetting period of Hank where like he's in beast form and he's trapped on you're this right. fountain and literally just surrounded by French people staring at him. And taking pictures. And like newscasters. Yeah. And he looks so ashamed. It's really tragic. It's like, ooh. It hurts. And he like leaps away and jumps off a car and we don't see what happens. Yeah, he eventually like breaks out and then yeah. leaps off. Based so I guess, I guess the three of them are in some other random room i don't know where they are i'm pretty sure they're back at the mansion yeah because yeah. right he walks in and xavier falls down he's like my legs my legs and then <laughs> beast is like i'll be right back and he runs off and xavier's like i hear them i hear them everywhere when the when the legs go the voices come back the voices come coming back he's like freaking the shit out <laughs> okay sybil there's nothing but relax i know and, like, and logan is just like hey can you like get your shit together like what the I fuck know. is I mean, this? he's like logan's like typically this is my job so you're taking the spotlight away from me uh and he also is like we can't find mystique if you don't use your powers dumbass so why don't you get it together and start using them <laughs> yeah so beast comes back and he's got the shot and he's about to like shoot himself up heroin style and then he throws yeah. a shot away the deliberate the deliberate yeah. staging of making it, it look, look like, like, like heroin or whatever fucking it's ridiculous they really like zoom in on the syringe and like dramatic music is playing they're and they're like, like drugs are bad okay get it get it get it <laughs> yeah. and so then xavier's like please help me up to my study in which we get a really long dramatic shot of them opening the closet door to reveal the wheelchair for like 25 minutes and i was like <laughs> oh boy here we go <laughs> yeah meanwhile trask is studying mystique's blood he loves it he wants more. This is when Stryker says, you hate mutants, right? And Trask is like, no. Yeah. Yeah, he says he admires them. Because this is where I had the line. I appreciate that they didn't make Trask sympathetic, but you get where he's coming from. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, you get that he is reacting out of a primal survival fear. Like, yeah. he is very certain everyone he cares about is going to die. Mm-hmm. Which, <laughs> given the mutants that he's encountered so far, not irrational. Yeah. 
Just saying. It's not. It's not. It makes sense. Uh, but it's also like the Sentinels are going to end up killing absolutely everybody. So you probably shouldn't make them. Right. Just an idea. Which is funny because he's like, my my technology doesn't make mistakes. And of course, the entire premise of the movie is that, yeah, they fucking do. Genius. <laughs> <laughs> they, they make the biggest possible mistake you could imagine. And that's why we get a dystopian like the Matrix future. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Matrix is in the future with the robots. I keep on referencing the Terminator, but the Matrix is way Oh, it's more, more it's more Terminator than Matrix, but there's a there's a degree of like, look at all these ruined cities. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, right. So is, is the next scene uh, Cerebro? Oh, yeah, this is this is when Charles attempts to use Cerebro and then they do the world of pure imagination canal bit from Willy Wonka. Like, that's pretty much what happens. that is exactly what happens. And also there's a shot right before this where Magneto is disguised as a construction worker and sees the first Sentinel being brought into some warehouse. And it's very creepy. This is important because he's going to end up doing stuff with that Sentinel in a later scene. Magneto is going to be Magneto. But I like this Willy Wonka adaption of x-men and i want that who's who who's willy wonka i guess that has to be charles xavier, xavier yeah right no i don't think i think xavier is hilariously charlie oh really because oh my god during, that's really during the funny. world of pure imagination bit wonka is completely calm that's true and that is not Charles in this scene by That's any true. stretch of the imagination. Yeah, Charles <laughs> is using Cerebro to try to find Mystique and is just losing it and not able to control his powers while he's navigating everything. He explodes the machinery and like knocks out the generator or whatever. He specifically is hyper-focusing on people who are afraid. Wait a second. I have to interrupt you, Tom, because I thought we were still on this Willy Wonka bit. And I was like, wait, when does this happen in Willy Wonka? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, we're it's talking about the, the movie. It's before the gum that's roast beef, but it's after the TV thing. Great. Oh, my God. I was like, what? Is he talking about the machine again with the fan that they fly up to? And I was like, wait a second. Yeah, fizzy lifting drinks. You stole mutant lifting drinks. Yeah, the voices that Charles is hearing are all, if you listen to them, and I had subtitles on, so they would play some of them out like they're all people that are afraid it's like it's not like a normal cerebro situation where he's just hearing lots of different random voices these are all people who are upset or afraid or whatever so yeah. like he's clearly projecting his emotional state onto how he's using cerebro so of course it doesn't fucking work right yeah and so he, he basically explodes every piece of glass in the room that's like covering any type of readout and hank is just like oh uh let me go check on the generator uh everything's fine <laughs> getting out of the room as fast as possible it's just like yeah uh i left the oven on bye yeah <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile xavier yeah. falls down and he's like i feel like one of my students broken i'm like wow way to throw all of your children under the bus wow Okay. Yeah. Wow. Seriously. You are the worst educator ever. Yeah. And he's also like, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, Logan, but they sent back the wrong man, <laughs> which is like kind of insulting. And Logan uh, is yeah, like, I know, right? But it's also the truth. I know. Logan isn't who was supposed to be. <laughs> like any, like a kitty or Bishop, anyone? I don't okay. know. Okay. But in, in technically in this movie, it was supposed to be Xavier. And Logan says that he's like, you're right. I wasn't supposed to come back here. I'm a fucking dumbass, And I don't really know how to help anybody with this shit it was supposed to be you but i was the only person who could physically come here and anyway i used to be a real piece of shit and you helped me with that so like oh i hate it when he's like thankfully charles xavier fixed me i'm like that's not <laughs> what happens in the movies or the comic books like what are you saying logan it's such a post rehab testimonial yeah. thing 
I, I went to the Xavier School for drunk bitches, and now I don't drink at all anymore. So anyway, he tells Charles to look into his mind and see the other version of himself from the future and like that he actually gets his shit together. This is the only reason why I feel like this whole mind thing going back works because this scene would not be able to happen. And as insane as it is, I actually do enjoy I that. Do too. I gets it. to talk to Xavier after first, after first we see another weapon X flashback. Cause he's that part's ridiculous. When, when they're just about to do this and Xavier's like, I don't really have great control over my power right now, dude. I'm like, I might hurt you. And the only line I have is you can't make me any stupider than I already am. <laughs> <laughs> which is actually more or less what he says he's like i'm already pretty fucked up dude there's no damage you can do that hasn't been already been done that's what he says yep he's like you can't hurt me in a way that has not already happened yeah yeah but i totally interpreted that as i'm as dumb as i'm ever gonna get so you <laughs> might as well just do it yeah and so then they have a quick weapon x flashback where charles is like Ugh, and logan's like no 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 keep skip ahead fast forward fast forward <laughs> go 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 it's the bit of dark helmet with the reviewing the tape and space oh, balls. No, no, no. God. Pass that. Go past that part. In yeah. fact, never show that part again. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's like this nice scene where old Xavier, who isn't as much of a piece of shit, at least in this movie, talks to his young self and he's like, listen, you gotta stop fucking around, okay? <laughs> but also he says some kind of weird shit here that I was like, I don't know if this is a good message or not. Very Xavier messages where he's like, listening to other people's trauma makes you more powerful because you're going to absorb it into yourself and like use it. And I was like, <laughs> whoa, what? <laughs> I think, okay, the line writing is abysmal. Yeah. But I think the message that he's attempting to say is like, you have been hiding from your pain. And as a result, you're just you've made yourself useless, right? Like he basically said, like old Xavier basically says, you can't move forward unless you just accept the ways that you've been hurt, which is good mental health advice, frankly. It's right. Like you can't you can't move past your pain until you're like, okay, Mm -hmm. I was hurt and this is the way I was hurt. And I just kind of have to live with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he kind of says it in a way that ends up sounding like some weird S&M shit. Like, man, it's, just- <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. But I did like the idea that he was avoiding going into other people's minds because he didn't want to experience even more pain from others. Yeah. And older Xavier is like, no, you, you just have to let it pass through you as opposed yeah. to taking all of it on board and letting it break you. Or even just like it, it makes you more empathetic, right? Yeah, like yeah. you being able to understand other people's pain will help you because he follows that with the, you know, if someone makes a mistake, you don't abandon them after one mistake, which is the most Xavier move ever, by the way. So that's really, it's happening in this movie. <laughs> well, but I think it's supposed to be, I mean, if I'm being charitable, then I think it's supposed to be that this is something Xavier has learned from is like, I yeah. abandoned people after they made mistakes. And then I realized I was wrong. And like, that's why I fuck literally everything up. Yeah. And that's why I got back together with Eric now that I'm like 98 or whatever. And I wish I hadn't (laughs) wasted so much time being such an asshole about it. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Also, I love the beginning of this where it's like Charles is like Charles and the other is like Charles. Yeah. Charles. I was like, oh boy, here we go. I like it though. It's corny, but I like it. I do. And so then he comes back and Beast has turned all the lights. He goes, Powers back on, and Xavier turns to the camera and stares into it and dramatically goes, Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> he means his brain. Yeah. Yep. 
Then we get it. I think this is where we get the scene of Magneto fucking with the Sentinels in the past. Yeah, he's like following the train with the with the worst green screening ever. It's not great. Oh, it is so painful. I was pretty confused by this scene, and then I remembered what the fuck was going on later. But it's sort of hard for them to explain this. Basically, Magneto's putting a shitload of metal inside the Sentinels so he can control them later. Yeah, oh, that's a that's a fact we left out when yeah. when Trask is giving his presentation to Nixon. He's like, they're all made of a space age polymer, not a single ounce of metal in any of them. Because they're worried about Magneto. Yeah. And I'm like, one, there's no fucking way in science hell that that's ever going to work. I know. I don't. I, I mean, know. this movie gets very charitable about what's metal and what isn't. Yes. And also like how much technology existed in 1973, which I don't think existed, but it's fine. Yeah. This is this is Magneto going full Lin Beifong. Like he just metal bends forever in the scene. <laughs> yeah, he like, does. Up, God, I'm not even kidding. Like, he even makes some of the same... Okay, if you watched Korra, the final season, there's that episode where um, Beifong is helping to uh, metal bend the poison out of Korra's body, right? The same arm motions she's making in that scene, which I'm also doing in real life, you can't see it. Eric <laughs> is kind of doing as he controls these... Um, he basically takes girders, splits them into metal filaments... Because of course he does, and then threads them into the sentinels that are in these boxcars that are being shipped to Washington for this, like, hey, we've got mutant killing robots demonstration that they're gonna do or whatever. It's pretty cool. I mean, it's cool now once I understood what the fuck he was doing. I think even the first time around, I was like, I don't know what I'm looking at here. Like, what what's he doing with these guys? Your only clue that he's doing anything reasonable is that like a split second at the end of the scene, one of the sentinels' eyes lights up. Mm-hmm. Like he has clearly activated it, but it is so brief you could easily miss it the next scene is the scene where bobby's like we got to get my other ex-girlfriend in here oh (laughs) my god so kitty is dying and everybody's like nobody else has kitty's power and i'm like what is kitty's power by the way (laughs) (laughs) nobody knows kitty doesn't even have kitty's power she doesn't no one has it and so bobby's like well if we could just get rogue she could steal it and everybody's like, Rogue's dead, dumbass. And Bobby's like, no, for some reason, I know exactly where she is. Yes. <laughs> I was like, okay, I get why they cut this from the movie. Because what the actual fuck? Yeah, it doesn't really need to be there at all. I'm sorry. You have been suspending disbelief for two hours at this point. And it's just like, no. And now we need a whole other action scene in the future where we go get Rogue and swap her in for Kitty, which like, I don't know why we need that. It's kind of a shame I like the scene where they break into the mansion in the future. It's a cool scene. Oh, yeah. I do, too. But it's there for a dumb reason. I know. Yeah. I know. I mean, I agree. Although I do like that Bobby's like, no, I will literally go to the end of time and still not come out of the closet. So if my girlfriend is dying, then I need to quickly find another girlfriend to be my girlfriend. It's ridiculous. I, I mean, like they have... They have that bit where Bobby, they're about to leave. It's going to be, it's like Bobby, Xavier, and Magneto are going, I think, right? Mm -hmm. Right. And they're about to leave. And Kitty, he's like, Kitty, I'll be back soon. Like, just, and I'm like, no, you're not. You're in China. (laughs) (laughs) How long is this trip going to take? Yeah. But she just goes, I don't care. Just make sure you come back alive. Yeah, but. He won't. Foreshadowing. Okay. Hold on, though. (laughs) The kiss they have is like so so awkward. awkward. 
It's like it is is the most high school under the bleachers first awkward fucking kiss. Yeah, worst. Yeah, except they're like not that age. Yeah, I'm 20, but I don't know how to kiss a girl. It's fine. (laughs) Can we talk about this next scene, which is Xavier going into like a hundred different people's minds to like talk to Mystique? Oh my god! And she's in the she's in the airport. It was borderline like it straddled the line between creepy and cool. Yeah, like the the concept of like I'm talking to you through people as they wander by yeah she's walking through an airport and randos are coming up to her like hey raven hey hey uh why are you so mad why are you so mad raven and and everyone's like wow that woman knows everyone and eventually she just stops like in a hallway to talk to a holographic oh sorry an astral projection of xavier and i'm like nobody's like noticing this which is stupid as fuck i'm like why did you speak through all of those people if you could have just done this. Because he said he couldn't before. And then he was like, and then five seconds uh, later, he's like, now I can. I was like, okay, Xavier. Yeah. Sure. How much do you want to try today? So he explains yet again, the entire plot of the movie to her, which I don't know how many oh times we need to do this. I, this scene, I like, I was like, the reason why this scene is here, because they wanted to be like, Xavier and Mystique have a bond. That's it. Yeah. But it's like, once again, he's like, okay, you can't kill Trask or do anything. I know, because then Xavier shows up and he's like, if you kill Trask, a bad ending to this movie is going to happen in the future. (laughs) And like, Mystique's like, I don't even know what you're saying. Yeah. If you choose to kill Trask, flip to page 64. (laughs) If you don't. Flip to the ending. I mean... That's kind of like what this movie is. And then it doesn't work. Mystique's like, goodbye, Charles. Yeah, because she hates him. So, of course, she's not going to be convinced. She's like, you haven't changed at all. You're always trying to control me. Stop telling me what to do. Goodbye, bitch. And Charles is like, wow, why didn't that work? (laughs) Yeah, and Xavier's like crying all of her story, bro. I will say it's nice. It's nice that they have consistently in this movie when people are like, why don't you think and do the things that I tell you to think, Raven? And she's just like, because I'm fucking tired of it. Yeah, leave. I do like <laughs> that. She just keeps saying it and nobody's listening to her, which is realistic, but also very sad. It is. Mm-hmm. It is sad. But first, before any sadness, Beast goes to Logan in his bed. Logan <laughs> is sexually sprawled out, smoking cigars, <laughs> stroking himself. Beast just opens the door without knocking. Yeah. And he's like, hey, Logan. Logan's like, hey. He's like, what's going on? And it's like, just lying here smoking cigars. Can I help you? And Beast is like, I don't know. Can I help you? And they like kind of stare at each other. And then Beast is like, do I make it in the future? And Logan's like, no. no. And Beast is like, oh, okay. No hesitation. I love it. Zero it's hesitation. so funny. He just instantly goes, no. <laughs> I know. And then Beast is like, oh. well, show me what I do to you in the future and I'll do it to you now. And Logan goes, okay. And then there's like a 45 minute sex scene and we were like, damn, this was cut from the movie. Yeah. Careless whisper fires back up. <laughs> I do. I do appreciate where Hank is like, you know, this, you know, those things will kill you. Right. Yeah. About cigars. But although phrase Hank wise is just like they're, they're starting to prove because of course they are. It's 1973. Yeah. They're starting to prove that those are considerogenic and might be yada, yada, yada. And, <laughs> Logan's response is just go, huh, and keep smoking the cigar. It's also like, it's it, he has a healing factor. He can smoke cigars. Right. He's the only person on the planet who can smoke cigars, Hank. Like, this is the worst pickup line ever. Like, There's also, you... like, four cigars on his bed with him. Like, he's surrounded by cigars. Where were he's they? He's just opening, he's just smoking the cigar, looking at him, and just doing the motion over and over again. It's like, okay, Beast, he's motioning for you to give him a blowjob. That's what he wants. <laughs> yeah. he's, like, he's like a Final Fantasy NPC where he only has one canned animation that he's doing over and over again, and it's just smoking a 
cigar. So after the sex scene, Beast is like, you know, trying to calm down because he just came all over the place. And so he's watching some <laughs> Star Trek and the Twilight Zone on two different TVs because he's a nerd. It's funny. He has so many TVs in his little office, yeah. which like this is Hank. Like he's watching every single thing. Yeah. And he does have a, like a news report about Trask joining Nixon at some sort of announcement tomorrow. The demonstration of the Sentinels. Yeah. I say tomorrow, like as if it's happening right yeah. now. But, you know, it is happening tomorrow in their world. Mm-hmm. And then he hears something and it's Mystique at the mansion. Well, this was cut from the movie, though, right? This whole yeah. Yes, scene with so. mystique and beast because it's dumb <laughs> <laughs> this scene was so fucking stupid i'm sorry because the- i think uh. in the movie like she just goes to cerebro and destroys it because like in the movie it has that line where xavier's lying there like that scene between beast and logan also didn't happen mm-hmm. and also that scene with beast watching the tv like this whole chunk is not in the actual film that was in th- the theatrical released what happened was that xavier comes out of cerebro and he's like she was at an airport where could she be and then like there's like a scene of like beast watching the stuff and then like mystique walking to cerebro beating the shit out of it but mm-hmm. in this there's like this whole thing where mystique comes home and beast walks in the door he's all like why are you here? And Mystique's like, oh, I have nowhere else to go. Which is shitty. Yeah. It's shitty because she just told Charles in the previous scene that she would never go back to him. And it's like, you were on your way back to him. Like, what? I don't know. It's weird. So Beast is like bending her wounds a second time because she already went to the hospital one time. So I don't know why she's having Beast do this now. And then they have this this sad scene where Beast is like, yeah, I have to take a shot every single day. And if I feel any emotions, I have to take a shot. Okay. And she's like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? Like, just come out of the closet. Like, it doesn't have to be this big of a deal. And he's like, no, it does. But this metaphor is so funny because the way that Hank is explaining it is very clearly like, oh, well, I'm fine with one shot a day unless I feel strong emotions like getting an erection or (laughs) wanting to fuck you. Yeah. Like, that's really the way they position it. It's very clearly like, I'm going to turn into a beast because I really want to bang you so bad. Also, she's flirting with him. Yes, she's encouraging it. Yeah. But I love the idea that he's just like, I have to take my be straight medication every time I want to suck a dick. <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah. like, do you know what they call my dick? They call it the beast. That's why I'm called beast. <laughs> and he's like, and I'm terrified of it. <laughs> <laughs> so he starts crying and she hugs him. I'm worried I might be a top. <laughs> then what will I do with Logan? <laughs> <laughs> Logan loves to be topped. It would be fine. Beast is not a top in any relationship he's ever been in. Anyway, so they end up fucking, uh, but they do have a scene here i hate this why are these two characters still fucking please make it stop okay here's the thing i don't ship it but i do like the metaphor that we're making fun of here which is that beast hates himself and he's like it's it's expressed as like his sexual desire as part of mutation as well so i feel like that is pretty on the nose in terms of how it's presented here and he's like i don't see myself as beautiful because like they have that conversation again yeah they have that great line where mystique's like like, that for them is that she's like the scene was dumb but i like that she threw that line back me too it was the cruelest thing so fucked up and she was like listen the last time we talked you told me i would never be seen as beautiful looking like this and she's blue of course when she says that and she's like do you still think that and he takes a really long time to answer yeah and then he's like he's like maybe and then eventually he's like you saw they tried to fucking kill us in Paris and she's like I'm not talking about those assholes I'm talking about you what do you think and again he takes a long time to say I think you're beautiful but that's not good enough for her she's like what about you and he won't answer that he's like I think I'm ugly as fuck and she's like okay I'm not gonna have sex with you then bye like that is how it ends which I don't hate for them I mean I don't ship it it doesn't make any sense but like I like her confronting him and being like 
okay, so you don't hate me anymore and you don't think I'm disgusting, but you still think you are. So no, we're not going to do this. Like this isn't going to work out between us. And honestly, been there. Yes, same. Like, I feel like that's a very queer conversation in a lot of ways, you know? Where it's like, I'm out of the closet, but you're not. Right. This is too much well, for me. And it's so, in a lot of ways, it's so much easier to accept other people. Yes. And it's so much harder to be like, also, I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, it's, it can be so much harder to go, but I'm okay, actually. It's fine. Mm-hmm. If you're fine, then I'm fine. It's way easier to, wow, this got super real out of nowhere. Well, but that's what I liked about this scene, though, is that I it, it kind of yeah. made me think about that and be like, yeah, it's easy to be like, of course. I actually had emotions because of this scene. Yeah. Instead of just laughing my ass off at everyone being <laughs> fucking weird at each other. <laughs> yeah. It's weird, though, because, I mean, I obviously don't ship these two, but I get why they're the two characters having the conversation, because they both can't pass as human when they're in their true form, and they both right have been trying to pass as human by covering it up in mystique's case she disguises herself and in hank's case he's like self-medicating basically every day yeah it was just really fucked up too well and i mean and that's real i don't know that it's so common now or at least i hope it's not so common now but like in the 90s and the early aughts like turning to drugs to handle mm-hmm. oh yeah not being able to understand your sexuality was a very real thing like it was one of those self-destructive behaviors yeah, yeah i mean that's how i interpreted the xavier plot line as well and i feel like that's how the xavier plot line is positioned i mean like we joke about how it's all they act in the movie like it's heroin but like i do feel like his drug abuse is treated as a as his refusal to acknowledge his own reality as like a queer person who's still in love with eric but whatever (laughs) it's fine i don't know that's me giving the movie a lot of credit though but i mean they do they do hint at that like his conversation with older xavier is kind of about that right it's just like you can't well and even what eric says to him he's Mm -hmm. like you can't just like you can be mad that I accidentally telekinesis to bullet into your spine. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like fair. Like it's reasonable for you to be angry to me about that. But also like, what the fuck have you done since? Yeah. yeah. Except feel sad, except feel sorry for yourself. And right? I do like that. Eric is like, it's fine with me if you're in a wheelchair. Like he's the one who's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, why are you walking? Like, that's not something I want you to be doing. Like, what the fuck? Like, right. this is a sign of you repressing something about yourself. You know, going back into the closet. Yeah. So uh, then we get the rogue breakout scene, which is cool. It is cool. cool It is cool. Special effects. Awesome. And this is intercut with a scene in the past where Magneto is stealing his hat back. You know, his hat. Okay. The hat (laughs) theme. He goes to. (laughs) (laughs) It's a helmet. It's a helmet. Okay. The Magneto's hat. The government kept three things, apparently. From first class, they kept the the hat. The, the <laughs> no, hat. Now you're hat. doing Sorry. it. <laughs> they kept the they kept the telepathy blocking helmet. Right. Yep. That was originally um Shaw's. Yep. They kept, and this is a thing that he ends up hyper focusing on for a second in this scene. They kept the coin, yes, the, the, the Nazi coin he yeah. used to kill Shaw. Yeah, which is still stained with blood. Yeah. Right. Creepy. Weird. Very weird. But the third thing is massively fucked up it's one of pixie's wings yeah oh angel's wings well yeah they call her angel in this yeah it's oh right yeah i thought that was like her her real name is angel right no i don't know but her name's angel she's supposed to be angel from new x-men but she's done wrong so pixie's a different character yeah but anyway they have like one of her wings that's been 
ripped off. It's they fucked up. They also have uh, Banshee's like, or not Banshee's, they have Havoc's ripped up suit from like, you know, oh, like I didn't shoot see that. out of it. Yeah, that's what he's, it's either that or Banshee's. But it's like a body part that they have this wing here. It's fucked yeah. up. Yeah. 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 It's like somebody, it's like a hunter keeping trophies. It was right. real, real off mm-hmm. it's pretty awful like not in a like the movie is bad way but i was like oh, no i mean wow. it's a good scene like, way to make a point yeah so he gets he gets his helmet back at the same time as old magneto in the future is helping bobby break in to get rogue back out of out of cerebro which has been sort of repurposed into this like weird testing zone by like trask employees who i don't know trask is dead they're not trask employees i don't know what to call these people well i think they're just humans that are being forced to work by the sentinels and the humans are doing it so they don't die is yeah sort of i my... guess so and so rogue is like passed out on this slab it, magneto gets to be a badass he gets to be like i've been on that slab oh my god what does he say i've been on that slab let me show you how it feels he says oh yeah i love it he raises all the the knives and shit but on the way in there's that part where xavier's in his mind he goes the walls are made of reinforced steel magneto says in other words a door yeah i love that i love that line i just like i like ian mckellen he's fun he's just fun he is so they save rogue she's she's totally passed out bobby revives her by touching her face and giving her a little bit of his life so then she gets ice powers and she's like "Ah, bobby she doesn't use them though she just breathes some ice air yeah and then she like stumbles down the hallway with ian mckellen and bobby dies saving them okay well i i I mean there's like the sentinels are coming after them and xavier's like get the fuck out of there the sentinels are coming a rogue of course and because it's this version of rogue immediately falls down she's like i failed i'm so weak i'm a woman and i can't do anything and i'm like oh my god and then like bobby's like creating an ice wall to protect them yeah and then he gets evaporated into lava yeah and they a bunch of them like melt him they and take off his head yeah it's fucked they up they do they do and rogue's just like bye 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 <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, why? This is a version of Rogue we made fun of for years, and yes. with good reason, because this is not Rogue. Like, Rogue would have gone back and punched the Sentinel through, like, three walls. It's terrible. She's just screaming and crying and being like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to do. They've been keeping her on this table for apparently years, right? Yes. And she... She looks After great. Being rescued, is up and around, <laughs> looks great, perfectly made up, hair. Hasn't aged a day. Absolutely not out, not a single strand out of place within 45 seconds of being let off that table. I know, but yet she can't use her powers or like walk properly. So she's like beautiful and weak. She's so weak. And so then she gets dragged onto the plane. Xavier does some pretty badass flying here. There's actually a pretty cool scene where the Sentinel grabs onto the plane. Uh, you know what? I'm just going to point this out, but there is like one female character in this whole movie. I know. And it's Mystique. I know. That's it. I mean, yeah. Kitty barely does anything, even though in theory, Kitty matters. Rogue doesn't. Rogue barely does anything. Storm's going to die Storm in a second do anything like blink throw some teleportation discs i mean here's my question about this scene was not because it's the road cut this was not in the theatrical version right right yes because this scene explains why that's right the sentinels it's not explained in the theatrical cut it, it isn't explained in the theatrical movie they just show up yep that's right sure I mean, that makes about okay. as much sense as anything else, to be honest, because the Sentinels just show up in every other scene they're in. Yeah. So I bought it. But yes, in this scene, the Sentinel is like clinging onto the plane terrifyingly and Xavier like changes the shape of the wings and like closes them onto the Sentinel's arm to like rip it off. But there's like a tracking device in the arm and that's how they end up finding where the X-Jet is flying off to later on. Because 
The guy with with metal manipulating powers in the plane did not think for even a fraction of a second to go, huh? No, instead, Xavier was like, listen, I was on Star Trek, so I know how to put this fucking ship in hyperspace. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah, he kind of does put it into hyperspace, but I guess that's how they get back to China so fast. This is the first scene where we get an indicator that this this blackbird they're using is not like that this is like future science blackbird that's all fancy and incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They can like teleport across around the world in a second, which is very useful because they need to get back quite quickly because Kitty is bleeding out in real time. Right. From New York to China, which is yeah. a while. Who's even with... Oh, I was going to say who's the Kitty, but I guess Storm's there. But like, not that we get to see her have any lines or help Kitty. Absolutely not. So then all the characters in the past, uh, Charles, Hank, and Logan have a conversation about how the Sentinel program is going to do their demonstration in Washington. And <laughs> there's this line where it Hank, actually is really funny. Is, Hank is like, I have all three networks on my televisions. And <laughs> Logan is like, all three networks. Wow. <laughs> I liked it. Hey, I, I was giving a lecture to my students about broadcasting this week. And I was explaining, like, y'all might think this is crazy. But for most of my childhood, there were three networks you had cbs abc and nbc mm-hmm. and that that's was it. it like fox was new in my lifetime yeah yeah i remember yeah. all that so for you young people listening like logan being like three <laughs> is a very modern like in 1970 there had only been three networks for like 20 years plus like, mm-hmm. oh yeah like, like with tv like dropping in in the yeah. 50s like 50s. But logan doesn't one. remember that because he has amnesia so. yeah logan doesn't remember any of that shit um so then basically charles is like wow raven is going to try to kill trask at this event that's also going to be bad and it's like yeah dumbass that's what you've been trying to prevent the whole time oh my is god the same thing over and over. So Charles and Logan are like, how are we going to find her now? She smashed Cerebro. And <laughs> Hank is like, oh, they're going to be in Washington, D.C. And they both just turn and look at him. He's just like, I saw it on TV. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> this is also the moment where Hank has that line where he's like, so they probably already have her DNA to create the Sentinels. And so there's this theory in quantum physics that time is immutable and you can't actually change anything no matter what. And so maybe they were going to create the Sentinels no matter what. And we're all going to die no matter what. And Logan <laughs> and Charles are just like, dude. Dude! No! (laughs) (laughs) Also, this is the point in the movie where I felt like as each scene went on, it felt like there was even more hairspray in Logan's hair and it was getting bigger and bigger to the point that it was His getting comical. His hair doesn't look good in this movie, and to this be honest. And this scene is like shiny and it looks like a helmet and I was like, what's going on here? Like, it's not I good. just feel like it could have been done better. By the end of the movie, he just has Storm's mohawk. <laughs> <laughs> Which also looks like shit. Like, Hallie's wig that they give her looks really bad. It's, oh, no, it's, it's terrible. Awful. Yeah. yeah. Um, I also want to make a comment that right before this, there is the scene where in the future they return with Rogue mm-hmm. and Kitty's like <laughs> Kitty's like where's Bobby she's like where's Bobby and Rogue's like I'm sorry Kitty and Kitty starts crying and crying and Rogue just walks over and like fucking pushes takes her, her powers. down like she like falls <laughs> onto the ground and no one catches her I was like holy shit it's it's a, it's a very Wuthering Heights situation it where, is. like, the death of her boyfriend is what pushes Kitty over the edge where she's been right. white-knuckling it all this time. And Rogue is just like, Ugh. I thought Kitty was dead here, but they show a shot of her later looking sad, so, like, I yeah, guess... Yeah, she's alive. She makes it. Right. Well, she phases, um, later when the Sentinels attack, she phases Magneto back through the wall of metal that he made. Okay, you have to understand that, like, I thought... 
in the original cut of this in the theatrical version that Magneto just used his metal bending powers to slide his way through the metal because Kitty was busy doing the Logan shit but now right. it makes way more sense it that does. like it does. no Kitty grabbed him oh wow him. now that you say that that would make no fucking sense at yeah, all I mean, in the I original know. version I know. I know there's a lot of weird stuff that is sort of resolved by the road cut but also creates more problems so I know Kitty just keeping one hand on Logan's head and going okay like trying to reach the door, like stretching really yeah. far. It doesn't work. Yeah, I do like the line where Rogue is now doing Kitty's powers that she took from Rachel Gray and is like, hello, Logan. Yeah, and Logan is like, oh, hey, Rogue. And like they can see yeah. and sense each other somehow. It's so Apparently, weird. Apparently, I don't know. So that's really, it's funny. Unlike the last time we met like this, I'm a legal adult. <laughs> oh, God. She's like, did you put on your seatbelt? <laughs> Yeah, good shit. There's also this scene that Ryan doesn't like um, in the past where Logan goes to Charles and he's like, hey, you got to find the X-Men in the future. <laughs> Here's their names. Their names are Chrono and Marl and Luca. That's right. Oh, my God. He's like, Storm, Scott, Gene, remember those names. I actually like this scene. I thought it was cute. I did not like this Do you know what scene. I hated about that? He says Scott and Gene and Storm. Yeah. She has a name. Yeah, it's Aurora. I know that they've used it. I don't in think these they movies. have. I don't think they use it in these movies. You don't think they've called her Aurora? I don't even think one so. Time? I don't think so. Wow. To be honest, no. There's so. a one time in uh, I think X Men two or three where I think Hank refers to her as Aurora in X three. Oh, that's that's what I think. I'm thinking of X three when Beast turns around and he says ro 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 I mean, okay, I, I don't, don't even know. remember that. Um, but I don't. I think I think mainly they just call her Storm in these movies. But like Storm getting the short end of the stick is not exactly like a shock in terms of this movie. So no, absolutely not. Yeah, I'm waiting for the MCU to give her some justice. Let's come on, make it happen. Yeah. Yeah, um, but I, I just I don't care about him saying the names. I feel like that wasn't what it was important to me. And I didn't read it as him being like, if I didn't tell you these names, you'd never find these people. Like, that wasn't how I interpreted it. I mean, Although I know that's, that's how Logan seems to interpret it. But Logan's dumb. So like, I don't... he's like, well, that's like, remember the names. Gene Gray, Scott Summers, Logan Howlett. Wait, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> you know like i don't know i just i don't know i liked it because logan is kind of like naive he's like almost childlike in certain ways where he's just like listen i need you to get your shit together because we're gonna need you later and i like the energy of that in a pure way you know i just okay I well say, that. I don't know. say that makes sense to me um so then we go to the washington demonstration and oh um, God, this is so Charles uses a Jedi mind trick in order to get them all in there. And yeah. it's like, you don't need our invitations. These aren't the droids you're looking for. And they all walk in. <laughs> Logan is shocked that a metal detector doesn't detect anything on him. And it's because he's oh genuinely funny. He's been genuinely popping his funny. claws for this whole movie. And he's like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> my, my bones, they're not made of metal? What? Yeah. And it's like, Logan, you've been here for like three days. Like, what? Oh, my God. I just realized something. They have two whole scenes on a plane with Logan, and he does not even one time freak out about flying. I know. I think he he is a little bit because he kind of looks like that's when Magneto is like doing his fucking like freak out and Logan looks a little unsteady. I don't know. know. They don't really bring it up that much. They could have. But like when... When, when your friend and his like murderous metal controlling ex are suddenly like having it out on a plane that you're in. 
Yeah. I would imagine you would look nervous. That's a nerve wracking situation. So it's like this plain thing they invented for in the Fox universe because of Weapon X. I don't know because it's not in this movie. I don't know. And Logan has experienced Weapon X in, in the timeline that he's in. Well, maybe Logan's afraid of planes because according to X-Men Evolution, sometimes he just falls out of planes. I, wonder if <laughs> I mean, that was what I was thinking of in the movie where Magneto was flipping the plane around was that Logan was just like, oh, well, I guess I'm going to have to leap out the door at some point. That'll be fine later. <laughs> Um, so here the next thing is another scene that actually does get cut for the theatrical cut it's just a really brief scene where a veteran is talking to charles and is like oh yeah uh what Mm. happened to you and charles says friendly fire which is sort of interesting because at that point he's i guess okay with eric briefly i guess yeah i don't know uh, i mean at the end he seems to be okay with him also it's like um Mm, okay but eric has to fuck up like six more times uh, before that happens so yeah yeah i like that it was basically showing if he was there in a wheelchair he was going to be seated next to veterans a bunch of war veterans who were basically incapacitated by their injuries from the war so like that part was cool Mm -hmm. and you know it's nice that they actually like showed I don't know. It's so easy to like show veterans and then like imply that something bad has happened, but there's no specifics. Whereas they like literally show this guy has no hands mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah. Right. He's just like, it wasn't explosive, my dude. They're gone. Yeah. Yeah. They have a brief conversation where he says that and he's like, so what happened to you? And Saber's like, oh, friendly fire. And the guy goes yeah. the worst kind, which I actually kind of like that yeah. as an interaction. Yeah, me too. Also foreshadowing for what's about to happen. That's correct. So Nixon and Trask and everybody comes out with these like old school last sentinels in the background. And they're like, listen, we don't like mutants now. That's our new thing. We hate those guys. <laughs> <laughs> they, they unveil the sentinels. And every military dude in the audience salutes Yeah. Them. Yeah. It's like they're I was robots, like, dude. What are you doing? They're <laughs> already they're ready for the robot overlords now. They are. Everyone's so fucking pumped about these huge robots, and I'm like, they're already terrifying looking. Like, why are you guys yeah, chill? I don't know. And like nobody knows about mutants or anything. Yeah. Well they just like, okay, Nixon so just no, Nixon just went on public television and said, we're facing the biggest threat in the world, mutants. And then he's like, this is what we're going to do about them. Robots. And everyone's like, they, that, like you might as well have said, we're going to face a really big threat. Toast. <laughs> just people going, toast. What is, why is that a threat? What is toast? What are you talking about? Like, that's all the context you get. And then like suddenly there's these huge fucking robots in the background. I'm like, I actually think the most threatening thing here is the giant fuck off robots that look real scary. If that happened in real life, I wouldn't be, I'd be pretty concerned that like we built transformers that can shoot things. They're only going to shoot certain things, but they definitely won't shoot everyone. I'm like, Hmm, that seems like we're all going to die. <laughs> like, bro, I've seen Mars attacks. None of you are getting out of here. Okay. That's a great <laughs> movie. Everyone's going to be dead by the end of the scene. Well, but that's exactly what Magneto capitalizes on for his plan though. Is that is, yes. is the fe- the natural fear that people have. Once the the robots actually start turning on them. So what happens is the Sentinels start powering up and Trask is like, who the fuck turned them on? And everybody's like, not I. <laughs> well, he's yelling at Stryker. He's like, he's like, Stryker, I told you not to turn them on yet. And Stryker's like, I fucking didn't. Yeah. We have probably because it's the stupidest fucking thing that happens in the whole goddamn movie. Oh, and that's saying something. But we have skipped past a very important thing where Magneto, they have a short scene where Magneto like 
flies down onto the field at a baseball stadium. I don't know why he's doing this. And I there's think... a guy like drawing. He's got the the line drawing cart mm-hmm. and he's yeah. like redrawing the the baseline. And he goes, "Can I help you?" McNeil just goes. No. And then he literally, <laughs> which again, so many times when Magneto has one line and it's just an immediate yes or no. Yeah. With oh my no God. Effect, just like, no. And then he just picks up the fucking baseball stadium and flies off with it. And I'm like, sure. This okay. is Wait, now. this whole thing is yeah. the same because he's going to later put it around the White House. So, quote, unquote, nobody can get in. I'm like, there's still doors in the stadium and there's still planes, dumbass. Like, what is it's the... a baseball stadium, not a 500 foot wall. Genius. All right. Like, wait. Meanwhile, there's a shot here where it's going over like a crowd of children playing and which we see young Jean Grey, who is like. 10 or 6 or something. Is that who that was? Oh, yes. What? I didn't even oh. notice that. She's, I mean, it's supposed to be her. She's got red hair. She's wearing like gold and red. It's like obviously her. Yeah, she wasn't making fun of anybody or moving a house, so I didn't recognize that it was her. Well, I know, but they seem to, they they just randomly like, and here's Jean. I'm surprised honestly that they didn't have like Baby Aurora somewhere because they like do that a lot. Honestly, yeah. Uh, so also, uh, I skipped over this other part where like the reason they're here is because Charles is combing through everybody's minds to find Raven and he finds her disguised as a Secret Service guy. And he's pulling a gun while well, she's pulling a gun as the Secret Service guy uh, to kill Trask and he stops her. And so she's frozen and is like, what the fuck, Charles? You've got to let me fucking kill this guy. And then the Sentinels start flying into the fucking air and things get weird from there. <laughs> this is really hard to <laughs> describe. So we're going to do the best way we can. But for the remainder of this movie, it's going to be shots back and forth between the future and the present, like every other scene. And it's I like yeah. so much. It's like in this shot, Bishop and Storm are getting ready to shoot something. In this <laughs> shot, the guards are shooting something. Now we're going back to Storm and Bishop. It's like, oh, my God. It's like conceptually i get why they would do it right well sure the idea of the things that are happening in the future and the things that are happening in the past are more or less the same so we're going to cut between right yeah i I get it do that maybe once or twice but they're (laughs) doing some like fucked up max headroom shit where they're just constantly flipping between them i know and like scenes of less than 20 seconds in length and i can't follow it anymore Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Okay, so basically what happens now, I'm going to just quickly recap this next scene in which there's so much going on. The Sentinels are activated and they're like, who turned them on? And everyone's clapping. Then the Sentinels start shooting everybody and everybody yes. starts screaming and there's people running away and trying to shoot each other. Sentinels are trying to shoot each other and Logan's just standing there going, what's happening right now? <laughs> and then and then Magneto... Flies in. Right. And then in the future, Magneto's slamming the ship Sentinels into each other and then there's this creepy shot of like hundreds of sentinels just descending from the sky and it yeah. is actually pretty unnerving it is in which storm and bishop run out storm charges bishop with lightning and then like blink creates like a portal to like throw colossus into so that he can become like a missile well she does that, that too, but she, later she oh, yeah. creates this portal so bishop can shoot the lightning that's been shot into him at the sentinels mm-hmm. so like and then it's like mystique draws out the gun and then it's like Magneto's throwing the Blackbird at the Sentinels. A storm shoots the Sentinels. I'm sorry, sits the shoots the Blackbird, which explodes and like knocks them all out. 
then there's a shot in the I don't know I don't know I think this is the past where Charles falls out of his chair and then the stadium is dropped around the White House. Yeah, he does like avoiding the stadium. Oh, it's when it's when Magneto drops the stadium down. A girder falls on top of Charles. He nearly like kills Xavier a second time and doesn't notice it, which is yeah, presented know, as right. bad, by the way. Like it is like, wow, you fucked over your boyfriend again, dumbass. Like what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, but in the future, it's important because Magneto is getting shrapnel. Struck yes. into him, and then storms, and then they're like, storms, like, oh, is everyone okay? And Magneto's like, no, I'm gonna die in two seconds, but not before Storm does. Like, I mean, okay, everyone is so distracted by the fact that Magneto is about to die that all of them said suddenly die because they're not paying attention anymore. Okay. Is how that so plays Storm out. and Bishop are both immediately killed. I'm like, they got to do one thing, and then a second afterwards were killed, and it made me so annoyed. But also, it when they kill really... Bishop, it's like really graphic because it is. He, ex- it is intense. he explodes and you literally see his eyeballs pop out and fly off screen Ew. i was like jesus christ like, yeah. it's, a, it's a lot and they do like a three-way stab of blank and she's like yeah. staring it's like a bird's eye view stab and i was like i don't need to see this happen <laughs> like jesus yeah like, meanwhile like inside rogue's just sobbing and it's like whoa and kitty's like <laughs> Also sobbing. They're just sitting there sobbing together. And Magneto is doing this baddest thing where he's taking any metal he can he can find and turning it into like a gate to protect everybody on the inside. And mm-hmm. that's about the time when Kitty grabs him. And that's when I thought it was like him moving the metal around him. But now that it's been cut correctly, I'm like, oh, that was Kitty. Kitty grabbed Kitty him. Kitty pulled him inside the door. Yeah. <laughs> they pull Col- they rip Colossus in half. I know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they it's do fucked do up. That. And then show you both halves lying and oh, it's so much. I mean, I think this is one of the movie parts of the movie that does this well for Days of Future Past because in the comic books, they are supposed to be very terrifying. Like the concept of Sentinels are pretty fucking scary. And even in like some of the cartoon adaptions where they are silent killers, I think they're pretty creepy in Wolverine the X-Men too. Mm-hmm. I think this is the best on-screen portrayal of them. And I Oh yeah. Like whenever it comes to the MCU, I'm sure it'll also be creepy, but this really it's good. went out of its way to be like, yeah, these guys are these things are terrifying and they are gonna fucking kill people with superpowers in a second. So a normal human has got nothing. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty scary. And like even the past versions of the Sentinels that are more like big blocky transformers that are goofy, like the idea of these huge robots just machine gunning down a crowd of civilians is also pretty fucking scary. Yeah. Like it's a dark scene where it's just like it suddenly is scary. and doing it without anybody like visibly telling them to. Yes, oh, right. the that's other scary. Very part, creepy. Right? That yeah. they can just choose to turn around and be like, I don't like you anymore. Yeah. And so I, yeah. like. I mean, they don't show it, but like, I'm just assuming a shitload of people die here and like Magneto plops down the stadium, but also Nixon and Trask managed to get into like a sort of safe room that's under under the White House. They get into a bunker and um, yeah. Mystique disguises yeah. herself and sneaks into the bunker along with them. She just disguises herself as some random dude. I don't know. who. She's she's still that Secret Service agent. Oh, sure. Which is how she gets in because of course, who's going to be protecting the president while they're trying to get him into the shelter? Right. Oh, of course. yes. Charles is still stuck under like a huge piece of metal, by the way. Well, yeah, but also Magneto has a moment where he does this really intense scene where he takes a bunch of metal, runs it through Logan's body and Logan's screaming in pain. And then Magneto's like so much for surviving, bitch. And, and just like throws like, him into the ocean. And is like, bye. And then we don't see him anymore because like Logan starts drowning. He drops him into the Potomac and that's pretty much the last thing we see of Logan until the final scene of the movie. Well, because Rogue is sitting there and being like, I'm losing him! And Kitty's like, oh no! 
And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> that didn't make sense to me though, because I was like, just wake him up at that point. Like he's done That's all again. I was saying. I was like, uh, just bring him back. Why are you keeping him in there? There is this one stupid throwaway line they have towards the beginning where they're like, the changes to the timeline happen when you wake up. Right. But and I'm wondering if that's why they didn't, because they're like, we have to keep Logan's consciousness in the past until it becomes clear that the change happened. But, but it did happen. Like that. That doesn't because, make any sense. It yeah, does not make any sense. Because if it's happening, happen, I agree with you. Happening. I'm just saying that's probably the in-movie explanation. It's not a compelling But it doesn't it but, doesn't make sense though, still. It still doesn't make sense to me. Because Logan no longer affects the plot after this. He's underwater. No. He doesn't do anything else. He's still in the past. Okay, Logan's but, down there and he's like rolling around. But, he's like, I can't even find a, a fucking frog suit. What am I going to do? Anyway, so we're Logan's still in the past, even though he affects nothing. Um, so we're we're underground with Trask. I don't I I don't know what order these scenes happen in because there's so much cross. Oh, his baby monitor goes off again. Yeah, it's oh, like right. beep. Beep, beep, Trask beep. is like, hang on, one of you is gay. My, okay, but then, like, my mutant alarm. It's a literal mutant alarm, and it goes off. Okay, Mystique, she did not need to take that gun and try to kill him instantly. She could have like been like, oh, I don't know, but like, but then maybe she remembers yeah. what happened last time, and she was like, I don't have time. So she goes to kill him, and all these people jump on her to kill her, and he screams, No, I. Don't kill it. Yes. I need it alive. But then she's basically saved by the fact that Magneto uses his powers to unearth. To rip the bunker out of the ground, which is pretty badass. Let's be real. And like slam it through the White House onto the lawn and like opens it up and is like, hey, everybody. I just want to point out that like, according to this, let's like the White House is still fine in 30 years yeah. or whatever. But like in this movie, they dropped a stadium around it. Who got rid of that? Who covered that and fixed the White House? I don't know. The Sentinels? I don't know. Um, (laughs) Where did the Sentinels go? I don't know how it is. They get rid of them after this. Yeah. So Magneto rips it all apart. He rips apart the fucking bunker and they're all on the surface level. He pulls the guns against the Secret Service members as Magneto does and he turns on all the cameras. I actually, for what it's worth, do like magneto's speech here it is very magneto and i felt like Mm -hmm. that was pretty good where he's like you built these weapons to destroy us why because you are afraid of our gifts because we are different humanity has always feared that which is different well i'm here to tell you tell the world that you are right we are the future and anyone who stands in our way will suffer the same fate as these men you see before you because he's gonna fucking kill him and also like pietro and lorna are watching this be like oh shit yeah like there there's a shot of them at home watching it on the news and stuff right and then then Magneto continues. He's like, today was supposed to be a demonstration of power, but instead I will show you the devastation our race can unleash upon yours. Let this be a warning to the world, to my mutant brothers and sisters out there. I say this, no more hiding, no more suffering. You have lived in the shadows in fear and, and fear and shame for too long. Come out, join me, fight together in the brotherhood of our kind, a new tomorrow that starts today. And I honestly, I didn't hate that. I was like, this is very Magneto. And there's like, yeah. there are people like Toad and Ink like standing up and they're like, yeah, he's fucking right. I'm gay. And it's like, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's good shit. It's I, like, mean, I, I mean, it's a little, it's, it's megalomania in a way that that you know eric often is and i i it's not it's not that i like agree with it but i'm like oh it's very magneto you know so that's why i like yeah that's how i feel and that's why i was like i'm like this sounds like him although i mean he does have a point he's like yeah these they built these things to fucking kill us like are we really just gonna stand here and be like let's work with humanity but it's also like a monologue that is happening right after a massive mistake that Magneto has made tactically, I would say. So it's oh, like hard to totally. be on his side. And that's why yeah. I like that the immediate next scene that happens is Ian McKellen in the future 
talking to Charles and being like, I fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) Like that's the next scene they juxtapose the monologue with is other Magneto where he's just like, listen, man, like I'm dying right now. And I just want to tell you, I love you. And I'm really sorry about how much I fucked up. They do hold hands. I wish they kissed here. Me too. Because they have the nice line where he's like, all the years wasted fighting each other, Charles, to have a precious few of them back. Which, how can you not read that as romantic? Yeah. I no, I can't. I couldn't either. And I was like, this is, they're definitely like married in the future. The word wasted in particular, right? It's like, we we should not have been, we should have been together the whole time. I like yeah. it, especially juxtaposed with a moment in which Magneto is peak selfish, is so self-absorbed in this moment, he doesn't realize Xavier is like incapacitated under a piece of metal like it's it's so fucked up like what that piece of it is for him you know it's like he's so absorbed in his own journey so then mystique transforms into nixon and walks out in front of everybody and everybody is shocked by this they're like wait what the mutant is helping us and as nixon she's like you want to make a statement kill me but spare everyone else and like trask right. and everybody else is just kind of looking at each other like what the fuck is going on right and there now? are people like <laughs> nixon was actually about to walk out after her and people are like no. physically restraining him yeah and like hiding him so that she Pushing can pull him, this off like, no dumbass <laughs> <laughs> yeah get back in the fucking box moron <laughs> yeah yeah i i like it and magneto's like very heroic mr president but you had no intention of sparing any of us so i'm gonna to fucking kill you and then i think she transforms here and shoots magneto is that what happens because i know she shoots magneto i can't remember if she does that as nixon or not this is yes. this is hard okay you have to understand that this is hard to follow because they're also intersplicing what's happening in the future because like in the, <laughs> I know. and as she's like holding the gun to magneto and also talking to him there's like shots of these sentinels that have both lady death strikes and emma frost powers like killing everybody in the background so yeah i know she i think she transforms as she whips her arm forward and she's got one of those anti-magneto ceramic yeah she's got like a little glass gun or whatever the fuck they guns. have yeah and like shoots the side of his neck and so he, it's enough to stun yeah, I was him gonna say, she does not she does not wait she just is like okay well yeah, yeah. And so like <laughs> it's enough to stun him and make him fall down and drop all the guns and he's like used to be a better shot and she goes trust me i still am which is basically like i didn't want to kill you i just wanted you to stop fucking around for a second <laughs> <laughs> but then she kicks off the helmet and then charles gets into her head suddenly yeah it's like and is like hello don't do and anything yeah, like <laughs> get out of my head charles because she's gonna try and kill trask yeah and like xavier's like listen we gotta stay on his side because trask even though he was a human that was trying to build sentinels to wipe out her entire race i think he can still be reasoned with and mystique's <laughs> like what mm. the fuck are you saying to me meanwhile the <laughs> sentinels are breaking into like the base where everyone else is in the future and rogue is sobbing as they come toward her right before they like kill everyone in the room everything fades away like it never happened because mystique has dropped the gun and she hasn't shot trask and for the record they drag that out as long as humanly possible yeah it's like another 45 minutes that didn't need to be there long but anyway Mm -hmm. so mystique's limping away and she's like she kicks the helmet aside magneto's helmet and she's like it's playing the it's playing the helmet song and <laughs> and she's like he's she says he's all yours charles but i don't think charles or no he does take over he takes over he magneto oh, so that right. he can get the metal off of himself he makes magneto lift the thing that's holding him in place yeah and that's it that's all he does and then he's like all right bye i hate yeah. you yeah and eric is just like you realize if you leave me to these people i'm not going to survive and charles is like 
Yeah, sounds like it sucks, and then leaves. <laughs> well, no, I, I didn't even read her that way. It's so much as him being like, you know, if you leave me with them, I'm as good as dead. And Xavier's like, I know, but by letting him leave, you know, like Xavier's like, I could take control of you, but I don't want you to die. So just get the fuck out of here. Yeah, so he does actually let Magneto escape. And it's interesting because Magneto doesn't put the helmet back on. No. I thought that was an interesting choice, was that he leaves the helmet behind. All right. Which is like, are they going to get back together after this? Because the helmet is a sign that he doesn't trust Charles. I know, The helmet I is know. a sign that he doesn't want Charles to know the truth. But you know what else is great now? It's like, now in this universe, Mystique's a good guy. She was never a bitch. She was oh. like, she's always a good person. She's going to go be the leader of the X-Men as the good girl she's because this is the mystique we know for the comic books right here like this is gonna work out real well Jesus Christ yeah Valerie Cooper is just screaming and waving her face at the ceiling yeah I don't like that but anyway then Logan wakes up well not yet he's like in the ocean and they're like uh what happened to Logan and so Logan wakes up in the future and everything's okay. This was like, actually, I do really like this scene where it's like, I do too. Every, the mansion's fine. This was the scene that gave me some hope for the Fox films in 2014. I was like, they're going to fix it. They're fixing it. They didn't. They made it worse. After I mean, this. They, they, I think it got worse it. after this, but Nate Gray is here. Rogue and Bobby are dating again. So they can continue to be each other's beards. And then this <laughs> is one of the first time I ever noticed in that shot is that fucking Quicksilver, because it's a guy with gray hair. That's it's a man. It's not a student. It's a man that's got Pietro's like little wispy things of the gray hair, which Todd is arguing is actually Tommy talking to a blonde woman, an adult woman, being really annoyed by him wearing all white and like wearing like really tall high like boots. I was like, oh fuck, it's Quicksilver and Emma Frost. It's like a little Easter egg they put in here for us. I thought that was mm-hmm. cool. Except it makes no sense based on the multiple timelines. But don't worry about it. Uh, you know what? I don't think they know what they're doing. Turns out. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. To, to quote Maddie, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Right. Uh, then Kitty is teaching class with Colossus because now they're together because they work together. Who cares about that? What I care about is Kelsey Grammer walking down the hall. Yeah, he shows up for two seconds. He's like, it's like late morning, Logan. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, is that supposed to be a joke? Like, what? I love it. I love it. It's more like Beast was in bed with Logan in the morning, right? Yeah, and he's like, like, I guess Logan's sleeping in. He's like, bitch, yeah. I've been down here for an hour. Yeah, what are you <laughs> doing? Where <are> you? Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Storm's like chuckling. leading like a little goth Lolita girl across the hall. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then everything pauses. Logan smells something. He's like, it's Gene. Gene. Gene is here. Is it Gene? It's Gene. It's Gene. Gene? And Famke is wearing a a hugely long red wig. It's the longest wig. It is intense. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about her dress because what the fuck is she wearing? She's also wearing an intensely long red dress. Yeah, she is. It's like everything's red. She's like, I'm still the Phoenix bitch. Don't worry. She kind of is. She's kind of intense. She's bringing a lot of energy and it's evil. My last note in the whole movie is just... Where's Scott? Who? Finally! <laughs> <laughs> so Logan walks up to Gene. Which Scott then ruins. Yeah, he immediately, Logan immediately reaches for Gene's face, and then Scott, like, grabs his hand. He's like, hey there, pal. Easy. Hands off the goods. And it's like, what the fuck, Scott? <laughs> shut up. <laughs> and Logan puts his hand on his shoulder. He's like, it's really good to see you, Scott. I missed you. And I Scott's know. like, what? Scott's like, what is <laughs> I actually really like James Marsden's performance of that though. So Scott leaves and Jean's like, Are you all right? And Logan's like, Yeah, everything's great. And she tilts her head, she's like, The fuck is wrong with you now? Like There's actually, I think, a strong implication that she read his mind and is like, you know what? I'm not gonna ask. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just- 
I'm just going to turn and go. This is Charles's problem now. I'm not getting involved in any of this shit. She walks away and Logan's like, Charles. And he gives her, like, what is it, Logan? Why aren't you in class? Are you supposed to be teaching history? I don't even want to talk. Like, fucking Xavier's throwing books around and be like, I don't want to fucking talk to you right now, Logan. Yeah. <laughs> like, he doesn't even listen. And Logan's like, wait, I teach history class? And Xavier's like, yeah, dumbass. What What are you talking about? And Logan's like, you know what? That's where it gets a little hazy for me. Uh, right around 1970-something. <laughs> with amnesia even before teaches history. I mean, that's funny <laughs> right. in and of itself. It's like, how many days does Logan walk, wake up, walk down here, and be like, Charles, I forgot everything again. <laughs> Logan's like, if you don't want to teach class, just fucking say that. Like... <laughs> I am totally using that the next time I go to teach. I'm just going to email the dean and go, hey, I'm having a Weapon X flashback. I totally can't come in today. Okay, but for real though, Charles immediately knows what happened and he's like, oh, you traveled back in time to the time when I met you and I remember that, so let me tell you what the fuck happened. He, he kind of whispers, he's like, welcome back. Yeah. I know. And I'm like, why are we whispering? <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, wait, how does any of this work? So he sent his mind back, but now it's back to the future. So like the version of Logan that was in his body between that time and this time is now gone. Like what is happening? Uh, well, it's not gone. He just has no memory of it in his current brain. I guess. I was like, wait, so is this whole incident the real reason why he has amnesia and it's not Weapon X? <laughs> Maybe. In this version, well, he yes. Has, he has metal claws, though, because I think at some point he pops them out and looks, right? Well, don't worry. There's going to be a completely confusing post credit scene that explains <laughs> that. that. Like, there's like all this shit because after that, they're like, they go over to Logan being fished out of the water. He's alive and fucking Trask is there. I mean, not no, Trask. Striker. Striker. Striker's like, I... I'm going to take him from here. And we're like, oh, great. He's being put in Weapon X. Except then it turns out to be fucking Mystique. But then but in the next movie, he's in fucking Weapon X. I was like, with Striker. I was okay, like, so okay. So I Googled this and apparently the Mystique eyes were added at the last minute. And even Brian Singer was like, yeah, I don't know why that's in there. And I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't know why you guys added this. It was like they wanted another twist, but it makes no sense. Like, just have it be Striker. Well, they also have, they have, um, James McAvoy doing a whole voiceover about how time is just like a concept and it can be fickle and change at any point in time. It makes no sense. It's I don't know. Yeah. As far as I can tell, at least in terms of the way the, the end of the movie goes down, is that as soon as Mystique makes the change that actually causes the future to alter. Mm hmm. Right. Like Logan's consciousness leaves his body. And so the Logan, they fish out of the water at the end of the movie because he, and they're like, holy shit, he's still alive. Yeah. Yeah. I Which, know. Yeah. Cause dumbass. he's a fucking mutant. Like you kind of have to basically incinerate his body inside of two seconds. If you want to kill him permanently. Mm -hmm. And even then the cells would probably multiply and like make a bunch yeah. of Wolverines. So like, <laughs> just get a, like a little tiny Wolverine with like action figure size. Like I'm going to grow up soon. <laughs> <laughs> but I, th I think the, the, the Logan that they pull out of the river is the 73 Logan, right? Like, yes, yes, I agree. <laughs> like he's a car. They found a yeah. vintage 73 Logan in the Potomac. This is vintage Logan, one of our favorites vintage of the Logan, Logan collection. Yeah, they, they get vintage Logan, but it's not vintage at the time because they're still in 73 when they fish him out. But yes, it is back to the 73 Logan at that point. And he lives an entire life that modern day Logan has never experienced. That Logan <laughs> is kind of like, just doesn't exist anymore ever. Which to it's me weird. says... When he wakes up, it's 2023. Yeah. Right. So an entire 30, 50 years have gone by. 
Yes. And Logan has no clue about fucking any yeah, of it. Yeah, that's correct. He has no clue what happened. That's what I'm saying. Because in his in his mind, he's like, I only remember the Sentinel War and like everything that happened after. He Mystique probably remembers Trap. like falling into the Potomac, passing out. And then the next because they kind of imply that right? Yeah. Like the next time he wakes up, he's in bed and he's like, uh. well, yeah, but that's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so, Todd, this is what I was saying before, where it's like all that time period, because right after that would be like weapon ups all the way up to 2023. And at that point, he's like, I don't remember anything. So is it because the version of Logan in this universe has amnesia because of the situation that happened in Days of Future Past? So now he's got like two sets of memories all of a sudden. I don't really know what's well, no, happening. Because this version of him had, does remember Weapon X, first of all, even though. Oh, God, I feel like I need to make you a chart, Ryan. Like, Todd and I are saying <laughs> okay. the same thing. Okay, but-, <laughs> but Maddie, to be fair, they don't. these movies do not make it easy to follow. Oh, like, where, when, did Logan, when did Logan fall into the hole that got uncaptured by Weapon X? Like, I don't, we don't know. I don't know. I don't know. The only thing Logan really knows is that Kingdom Hearts is light. <laughs> there will always be a door to the light. Logan knows that much. <laughs> oh, my God. The, the, well, okay, the question I have is that, like, before Logan wakes up, does that mean that the Logan from 73, who's been Logan from 19 from that point of 1973 right up to this point of 2023, then like ceases to exist? Yeah. That's what I was saying. Did we, <laughs> we like murder a past Logan off screen? Basically, yes. Basically, yes. And also, apparently that Logan had entire life experiences that were very similar to this Logan. Like, he still ended up at the X-Mansion. It's, like, all insane. Which is very funny, given Xavier's monologue. He's just like, time is changing all the time. You never know what things can be different, except for Logan's history, which is yeah. exactly the fucking same. Which is same. the same. <laughs> which makes no fucking sense. Okay, but also it would have made more sense if it was what Maddie suggested and Forge just built a time machine for them to walk through instead yes. of all this mind shit. And now shit. he's in a different timeline. That would be fine. Whatever, Dom. Anyway. <laughs> ending, I, like, they wanted a happy ending. Fine. Yeah. I get it. But they he doesn't even get it because the next movie he's in Weapon the X. The next movie he's in Weapon X and the next movie undoes like everything again. It like it's just <laughs> everything didn't happen like, again and instantly. we're in the past and Jean becomes the Dark Phoenix in the past and like it's so fucking stupid. Anyway. I don't know. So there's that one shot that's in the middle that's a mid credit scene that's just Trask. Yeah, which isn't in the theatrical cut, by the way. No, it's just Trask receiving his food in Magneto's cell. Don't know why that's here. It just doesn't is. matter. Don't know why they would have put why, him in that why cell. Is Trask, why is Trask in Magneto? <laughs> it makes no sense. <laughs> It's a I dumb didn't shot. get that far into the credits. That's the stupidest thing I've ever it's heard. Really it's really dumb. After four hours of talking about this movie, yeah, I know it doesn't make any sense. Uh, you know what? Here's my theory. I think the thought is it's like Trask is in the cell, right, and he receives the food and he looks at it. And I think it's supposed to be a callback to when that happened with Quicksilver and Magneto, but now it's somebody else that's going to get Trask out. That's sort of the. But cons- they don't do that. I think the only reason they do it is because they want you to think it's Magneto in the cell again. It's a fake out. Oh. Where you think, oh, Magneto probably did get kidnapped again, but then it oh, isn't him. It's Trask. And it's yeah. like, okay, why did they put him in that cell? Because those are two people you're going to confuse for each other. <laughs> Well, but they don't show him right away. Anyway, it's it's a scene that doesn't need to exist. It gets cut for the theatrical. And then the actual post credit scene is Apocalypse. Building a pyramid with his brain. In the past? Question yeah, it mark? is. Because in the past, because he's a teenager here. And everybody's chanting El Sabiner in the crowd for him. They're they're yep. screaming like it's the Beatles. They love him. They love El Sabiner so much. The four horsemen are there no, in the background. Not. And it's like, it's doing the fucking Epic Spin Evolution. And then, like, you know, I don't know, people screaming. <laughs> All 
All right. Anyway, um, do we want to try to give this a rating? I feel like I'm going to give it a higher rating than you two. I'll, I'll give it a I'll give it a four out of five. It's really it's got a lot of dumb stuff, but I really enjoyed the heck out of it. I would recommend people watch it. I had fun. I am in the same boat. I give it a four out of five because it's for same reason. I'm going to completely ruin everything. Do it. Give it a three one. And a, three and a half. Three and a half. OK, that's close to what we gave. Three and a half. I'm bringing halves back, baby. Three and a half. <laughs> OK. All right. Here's here's my explanation, because I think it is okay. You're now talking to somebody who's like has to explain the difference between a B and a B plus to somebody all the time. So that's all right. Here we go. I didn't ever get any of those. The things that the things that could have pushed it to four weren't consistent for Mm -hmm. me. They were so like intermittent, like they were just every now and again, a thing that really would have like if there were if they had been more consistent, I would have been on a solid four. But it's clearly better than a three, right? So I'm like, if that's where I landed with three and a half. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm standing by my 3.5. Okay. I think that's a good idea. I mean, I, I, I may have some trauma related to explaining grades to people and that I over explain <laughs> everything. Uh, I'm well, choosing no, to round it up to a four. I appreciate it, Todd, because when we do it, we're like, <laughs> well, I get out of a four out of five because I liked it. So <laughs> I, I appreciate the, that's, uh, a, explanation. that's the extent of my explanation. Okay, look. There's, there's no, maybe I shouldn't say this. There's no like distant potential of a lawsuit if you don't like this. Like if you rate this movie a four, it's not like Foss is going to go, bitch, that's a five and we're taking you to court. No, that's not, they are planning to take us to court over a bunch of other stuff. If I'm like, I gave you a B because I liked it, I'm in trouble. Yeah. And should be, for the record. That is a completely inappropriate way to grade assignments. Yeah. I don't but really... nobody, like, they're not coming for you if you give it the wrong rating. No, Just but I think you're right. In terms of like structurally what you're commenting on here is like, yeah, it's the same reason why I'm getting a four out of five where it's like, it's cool. It's just inconsistent. Yeah. If it were more consistent, I'd have been more on board with giving it a four. There's definitely like an entire plot line I would have cut out, which is like the entire future plot line, even though I like Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart's part. And I would have kept that. I would have kept that stuff. I just would have put Forge in and changed it. I would have simplified it a lot more. You know, actors will sign contracts for like trilogies where they, they sign the contract for the whole trilogy up front. Like I was optioned for X number of movies. And so maybe they did it because Elliot Page had to be in for X movies and they hadn't done they had done like X minus one. Well, I get why. I mean, Kitty Pride is is a huge part of Days of Future Past normally. So they wanted to put Kitty in the movie, right. but like the compromise they came up with makes no sense. And like yeah. everyone who saw the movie pointed that out. This was a critique at the time where people were like, that's not Kitty's powers. And this whole plot makes no fucking sense. Like people enjoyed it anyway. It was just like, well, yeah, that was weird, huh? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I go back to what I said at the beginning of the last episode where I said the production team on this was really good. The cast and crew were really fantastic. And that's why it is as strong as it is not to insult people in the next movie. But I do think a lot of people who made this movie good and watchable left, left. in the second <laughs> film of Black yep. because of how Brian Singer was behaving throughout the production. And I, I think and to some degree, as good as the movie is and as well cut, I feel like it is. I do feel like all those inconsistencies we're experiencing in this, we're like, well, this doesn't make any fucking sense. I think again is because of how inconsistent things were happening on set, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that's why there are all these different variations of scenes that were shot and like how they were able to have the road cut versus like, the cut that was theatrical. Right. Cause they just kind of fixed it in post where they were trying to edit together scenes to make it possible for rogue not to be present anymore. And they had enough footage that they could kind of do that. But like, 
it, I don't know. It feels like a script that got rewritten several times and some good stuff ended up in it, but not a ton. And I, I mean, it's, it's very unfortunate, but the reason why I give it a four out of five is because of those reasons where I'm like, okay, so it's, uh, it's got a lot of good stuff in here. Love Magneto, love the actor portrayals. I like the story for what it's worth, but like, I like the past story. I don't like Mystique's backstory, but they do what they can with it. Considering. Yeah. I like, I feel like Mystique could have been the Mystique we love, but instead they like take this one female lead in the entire movie of like all men. And they're like, okay, Mm -hmm. she's just going to do some ballet shit. And then she's going to be like, actually I'm a good guy now. And I was like, come on, just like let her, fucking kill a dude and also like some her few scenes are like you know being fought over by two men and then trying to fuck beast which is just like none of this is interesting as an arc for her i mean also logan's trying to fuck beast so there's that but yeah that made a lot more sense which let's talk about who's gay Obviously, it's Magneto and Charles Xavier because, like, I know there's other moments we reference, like Logan and Beast, but those two men are all over each other in these films. And, like, Xavier's like having his typical Charles Xavier, like, we had a breakup and it was all Magneto's fault, and I did nothing wrong in the relationship. Like, that's the energy (laughs) that he's bringing to the table. So, yeah, yeah. I like it, though, because, again, I see their relationship as deeply toxic and wrong and fucked up. And this movie depicts it as such, but also depicts two versions of them in their 90s of them being like, hey, we fucked up and now we're not going to treat each other like shit anymore. I think they just broke up in the comic books again. So, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. it comes and goes. Also liked the Logan Beast ship, which I definitely didn't think about the first time I saw this movie and instead enjoyed now in 2022. I just thought it was fun to watch the movie through that lens. I thought it was too. watch them like flirt with each other in Logan's bedroom. I mean, Hugh Jackman was looking hot there. I could see why Nicholas Holt wanted to jump on Mm -hmm. that. So pretty good. Is there anybody else who's gay? Are the Sentinels gay? (laughs) (laughs) They're purple. Uh, purple for gay so. is president nixon gay like who else is gay nobody else is gay nobody else Mystique's is gay. gay i'm gay all right well, we're well, gay. this has been another two hours of recording <laughs> i'm gonna emerge from this room and dina's gonna be like what the fuck were you doing in there for four hours i mean you told uh, her i hope so maddie's got like haunted ptsd eyes i'm never going to talk about a movie again maddie's, maddie's like i'm gonna go record like a quick podcast at least for five hours yeah i told her i was gonna record a podcast i didn't <laughs> tell her we were gonna do four hours of this um but anyway maddie walks uh, out there's sentinels outside oh my god i woke up in a different time oh. yeah maddie's like i don't if you just walk up maddie's like I have amnesia. I don't remember what happened the last four hours. Well, also, like, I never know with us. Like, the, the Wolverine episode wasn't this long, but I guess, I don't know. I It was, like, three hours. This was four hours, guys. We talked we about this movie break. for four hours. Maddie, are you glad that we've split this in half? I have a question. Yes, I am happy about it. And hopefully the listeners understand why we did it, because, uh, yeah, that was going to happen no matter what. Oh, I'm sure they'll be happy that they don't have to listen to four hours straight in one go either. Oh, they so. love it. And this is great because it will cover the time that I'm in Disney and can't record anything. So so let's do plugs yet again. Everyone follow me for Disney, except by the time this comes out, I'll probably be back from Disney. So it's like, yeah, okay. so you can, people can check out your YouTube channel and see where you went. That's true. They could do that. 
that. But also you can find the Mutant Ages on social media at the Mutant Ages everywhere. Every single social media platform. That's where we are. I'm at Mitty Myers. Ryan, where are you? I'm at Ryan Pagella on Twitter, Ryan.Pagella on Instagram. I'm on Ryan Pagella's Adventures and Theme Parks or whatever the fuck I call it now on YouTube. But more importantly, where can we find Todd? Uh... Oh, I can't do that spiel again. Todd's like, I don't know. <laughs> it's either at Dr. Todd Harper or at Arcanist Fox. Do you want to know why there are two? Go back and listen to the first episode of this pair. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully you already did. I a very did. long explanation and I just don't have the energy to do that a second time. Can you imagine if somebody like, well, if you know what? Maybe somebody did listen to the second half of this first. I'm not going to judge. Yeah, sure. Why not? I don't know why you did that. Um, maybe you really wanted to do the time travel is real of it all. Days of days of future podcasts. Yeah. Okay. Also speaking of our listeners, we got to do a shout out to our top tier Patreon supporters. So shout out to Samuel B, Soren B, and Zach S. Thank Yay. you so much for being our top tier Patreon supporters. Having the Patreon helps us continue making more content and having guests like Todd on here. So yeah. thank you for that. And if you can support us, you can do that by going to patreon.com slash the mutant ages. There's all sorts of bonus content there. And Todd does appear on the Hawkeye episode. It's so true. go check it out. Our bonus episode about the Hawkeye TV show. Todd's on that one. Yeah. And if you can't support us on Patreon, that's totally cool. We understand. Um, but if you can leave us a review on whatever software you listen to us on, that would be absolutely fantastic. It Look would be. I did it twice in a row. I did this all. I usually, I usually let Maddie take it over. So yeah. Look. I'm proud. I'm good. Four hours straight of recording. We're not tired. Who gives a shit? Um, we appreciate all of you so much and we will see you next time. See you next time. The